Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. This weekend, in many communities, you will hear the phrase trick or treat. Fall is in full swing. Candy, caramel apples, cider hot or cold, chilly air and colored leaves in some geographies. Hay rides. Some folks decorate their yard for fall. Others prefer a harvest party with games, costumes, stories, and pumpkins. But these festivities don't change the reality. Trick or treat is real life. Let's talk about the trick. The tricks in real life are real and can be overwhelming. Honestly, there are times you feel you've been tricked as you see how life has taken twists and turns that you didn't want and couldn't have predicted or prevented. Sometimes you just feel sad, tricked, too many losses, and you don't know what to do or who, if anyone, to blame. Life's sometimes cruelty can feel discouraging. Here are some examples of times when people may feel they've been tricked in life. There are many more. Let's look at seven examples. The first one, you remember hopes and excitement you once had, but the way things turn out, life seems harsh. The second example, sometimes you feel tricked because of consequences where you've messed up or someone else messed up and you still have to suffer. The third example, when bad things happen for no good reason, it's easy to feel broken by life's tricks. Four, seeing facades of dressed up reality is disheartening. It's like a game that makes it hard to be real and impossible to know how to respond. Fifth example, you may have worked to make progress in relational issues, but ended up even more disappointed. Six, when you've been disciplined to eat healthy, to exercise, and take care of yourself, it's a mean trick to find out you have a terminal illness. And then the seventh example, the betrayal of people that God intended to be your support is a truly cruel trick. Now let's talk about the treat. The trick in life, in real life, is to figure out where the treats are. Every once in a while, you'll find that life hands you a pleasant surprise. Treats sometimes drop in on people, and in such a broken world, it's often unexpected. Here is a list of treats that make life so much better, and there are many more, but we're going to talk about 10 of them. Number one, having something good totally unexpectedly happen renews your hope. Sometimes you even feel excitement again. Two, anticipating terrible news and finding the situation is far better than expected. Three, having a loan or debt canceled or having resources made available to pay a debt off. Four, dreading results of a medical test, but having results come back normal. Five, 
the shock of an apology from someone who treated you terribly but realized that they are wrong. 6. Remembering the sun is still shining, birds still singing, butterflies bring delight, and flowers smell delicious. 7. Practicing God's presence in the moment to focus on His love, His goodness, and His promises. 8. A special family celebration where good memories are made and great pictures taken. 9. Gathering in a harvest after much toil on the land, with intense gratitude and relief it brings. Number 10. A word from a friend that encourages and reminds God is in control, that He is good, and He has plans to give you hope. Well, the troubles and trials of life can seem overwhelming. We've already articulated how everyone feels tricked at some time or other. We also mentioned how one of the best tricks of life is knowing where the treats are. It is helpful to remember both tricks and treats coexist alongside each other in life. Treats don't eliminate tricks in this shattered world. Still, tricks don't have power to eliminate treats that are still present all around you. There is a life skill that empowers and enables you to go forward whether you've experienced a trick or a treat. This life skill is knowing where to find the treats in a life that is also littered with tricks. This skill involves specific characteristics that anyone can practice, and that includes you and me. Here are five of the specific characteristics that you and I and everyone else can choose to practice. Number one is perspective. Two is gratitude. Three, positive outlook. Four, absolute faith in God's Word. And five, understanding your enemy. So now let's look at each one of those five things in more depth. The first one is perspective. Perspective affects your entire outlook in life. It has the power to decide how you get through Sometimes it even affects the outcome. Perspective also determines what you see and how you interpret things that happen. And finally, perspective has a lot to do with the kind of character you develop. In other words, perspective literally helps determine the kind of person you will be. That's a lot of power. Let's review this list of power and influence that perspective has. We just went through it. It affects your outlook, how to get through things, the effect over the actual outcome, what you see, how you interpret what happens, the kind of character you develop, and what kind of person you will be. All of those things are in the power of perspective. Adopting a perspective that matches Scripture is exercising the life skill of knowing where to find treats that coexist alongside tricks in life. Let's move on to the second one, which is gratitude. Since it's hard to sin when you practice gratitude, 
Being grateful should be at the top of your list. I mean, you really have to work at messing things up when you are thankful, cheerful, and trusting God's goodness. This is true even when things go terribly wrong. Death, disease, loss, destruction. Those are real conditions, like terrible tricks. Truly, this world is full of them. But the presence of awful circumstances does not eliminate the reality there are still blessings alongside those sufferings. Blessed is the person who figures this out, because they are practicing the life skill of noticing the treats. So that's gratitude. The third is positive outlook. A hurt, angry, discouraged, and negative disposition tends to see tricks first, longest, and sometimes only. However, a courageous, open, positive, optimistic disposition tends to see rays of hope streaming through the dark night. The person who practices positive outlook is the one who finds unexpected treats tucked in here and there during hard times. A positive outlook also has capacity to form your very disposition. That's big. So the question is, what kind of outlook do you have? The person who adopts a positive outlook, even in the face of the tricks of life, is practicing the life skill of knowing where to find treats. The fourth one is absolute faith in God's Word. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Recorded in Matthew 24.35, Mark 13.31, and Luke 21.33. Let me just say this. Jesus never lies. So the logical conclusion is that when everything around you is falling apart— As the tricks of life are penetrating your defenses, you have a very strong position with God's words. They will never pass away. Scripture is full of incredible resources and eternal truths. In fact, God's word abounds with treats in a very tricky world. Here are three dearly loved treats committed Christians recognize. The first is God's commands. The second is the tender, to-the-point rebukes. And the third is God's promises and His love. So, those dearly loved treats are things that committed Christians hang on to. Let me go over those again. The first is God's commands. Second, tender, to-the-point rebukes from the Lord. Third, God's promises and love. That's a list you can do something with. These are treats that you can cherish and be grounded in. The psalmist continually proclaims how he loves God's Word, and he trusts whatever God says. He even welcomes, and asks for, God's rebukes. Check out Psalm 139, especially verses 23 and 24. Welcoming God's correction as a treat helps you become extremely agile, strong, flexible, and grateful. You also become God-centered instead of self-centered. 
the practical use of God's Word in daily life is the life skill of knowing where to find the treats. Okay, and the last one, number five, understand your enemy. Your enemy has a name in Scripture, Father of Lies. His role from the beginning has been to trick God's children. He tempts on two levels. The first is tricking a person with basal human desires and responses. The second is a higher plane of tricks where quality of character partially determines the nature of the temptation. In other words, what will most effectively nullify the formation of Christ in a person. Once you get a feel for your enemy, it is time to suit up. Do you put on God's armor taught in Ephesians chapter 6? What about prayer? Do you ask the Lord to help you? Or do you try to tackle the enemy in your own strength? Do you mention names of others in prayer? Remember, your enemy is the most skillful trickster that has ever existed. He fills life with unhappy, devastating tricks. Blessed is the Jesus follower who understands their enemy and cries out to God for assistance. Psalm 60, 11 and 12 says this quite well. Give us aid against the enemy, for the help of man is worthless. With God, we will gain the victory and he will trample all our enemies. The person who understands the tactics of the enemy is practicing the life skill of knowing where to find treats and how to handle tricks. Okay, so we have some application thoughts and questions. I have 10 things I want to give to you. Number one, do you feel tricked by the harshness of life? Have you lost sight of the treats? Number two, who are you dressed up to be? God robes his children in finery and helps you be who you were designed to be. No game playing. Number three, are you practicing the life skill of knowing where to find the treats? Okay, number four, five, six, seven, and eight are the five things that we just got through talking about. Here they are. Number four, what is your chosen perspective? And then the fifth question that I'm going to ask you is, are you practicing gratitude? Six, do you have a positive outlook? Seven, do you practice absolute faith in God's word? Eight, is your understanding of the enemy accurate to scripture? And those are the five that we talked about earlier. Perspective, gratitude, positive outlook, absolute faith in God's word, and understanding your enemy. And then on to the ninth question that I have for you under the application questions is this, do you see Jesus as your dearest treat? And then finally, number 10, what does noble character look like to you? Some of these ideas came from Oswald Chambers' thoughts in My Utmost for His Highest, September 17th through the 19th. Visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. 
visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and e-books, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.